Welcome to Upward Together. By joining us, you are entering a community built upon exploration, respect, and non-judgment. We aren't sure where our musings will take us, but we thank you for stopping by. You did that last time, too. It was just like, this is... What's the countdown? Hello. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Not much. <laughs> Saturday vibes. <laughs> you know. Um, well, last time we had a really good convo. We were just riffing. We were just vibing. We yeah, just... I feel like... I remember it being like super intellectual and stuff, but like, I'm low-key scared once you upload, I'm going to be like, what was I saying? <laughs> no, it's like that every time. It's like that every time, so no worries pretty accurate yeah but in the moment i was like wow this is like so deep like we're just like going in but yeah i don't know that's why it's great to listen back because then you realize you're actually saying some nonsense (laughs) i think out of i think i want to listen to myself i think if you like look at us for an hour and listen to it it might be like 20 minutes of like actual things that make sense and 40 minutes of just like us trying to just an empty buffer pretty much like this right now like this no, this, <laughs> is, this is wait what this is our intro <laughs> yep for sure <laughs> everyone welcome somia back for a sixth episode pretty much as <laughs> much as what it could be at this point <laughs> have you already like cut cut the one from last time and like no no. but we might have so we don't know we'll have two maybe three Mm. from that alone dang that's a lot yeah it's the month of february you are the month of february (laughs) (laughs) okay so what are we talking about today what a great question what a great question that that (laughs) I, we have to to decide the answer yeah to. yeah talking about living with your parents we're talking about letting passions go and getting over someone and getting over someone <laughs> oh we're talking about all of those today no nah, no we should honestly probably so talk about material. one we should probably talk about one for like for yeah very like if we want to transition into another topic then that's like after 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. That way it's yeah, easier yeah. for me to figure out what part of the pod, what part of the recording goes into the actual podcast. Right. And what it's going to be. And I feel like last time we just kind of like freestyled like a lot too. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we should choose one, go hard on it. And then if we decide that we want to go hard on another topic, we go hard on the other topic as well. Right. And if someone deviates from the topic, we just cut their audio off. (laughs) (laughs) Brutal. (laughs) What do we want? What do we want first? Let's talk about living with parents. Action. Go ahead. Take it away. Do you think like first we should like kind of explain like what all of our living situations are. Cause like, I don't think you guys live with your parents. So sure. Sure. 
we're for context we're recording this on january 29th 2022 um we might be in different locations at the time that you are hearing this but just know yeah uh no i currently do not live with my parents but i spent you live with a roommate yeah but i i graduated in 2020 and spent the my first calendar year after graduation in in the house with my family so moved back in with COVID, the the beginning of COVID to finish my senior year of undergrad. Um, so that was March through May 2020, and then spent from May 2020 all the way through to end of April 2021 at home. I also okay. do not live with my parents currently, but I graduated like the December right before COVID happened. So I went home for a bit and then I ended up being home for an entire calendar year because of COVID. Um, And so, yeah, my, the beginning of my professional career was also living at home with my parents until January of 2021. So a year ago is when I moved out of home. So yeah. And you? And do you currently like live with, by yourself or like with roommates? I live with two roommates, yeah. And you? And I have been living at home since soft no, since junior year of college, so to present day. And it's just me and my parents. Like no siblings or pets or anything. How's that How been? That? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i have i have three siblings and so they were some uh, of them were home uh, for different stints during that time mm-hmm. so like when you were home it wasn't just like you and your parents no and, like no other people mm-hmm. uh there's like good and bad things about the situation i think but like, my relationship with them has definitely, like, improved a lot because you're just, like, you're always, I'm always seeing them and I'm always, like, talking to them and stuff. Whereas, like, if I wasn't at home, I probably, like, wouldn't as much. And it's also just, like, our house is so, like, centrally located. Like, it's close to everything that I would, like, want to be near if I was to move out. Like, for example, like, the place I work at, it's, like, 10 minutes away from our house. so. If I was to move somewhere else, it wouldn't really make sense because it's like I'd have to move far enough away from this house to like justify moving. But then I'd just be moving further away from like where my actual like office would be. Mm-hmm. And it's also like our house is super close to like the badminton center and like the trail that I run on and just like everything that I'd want to be doing. So, so you and like. I feel like I've gotten used to like not spending money on stuff either. Cause like I don't pay rent. I don't pay like my phone bill. I don't pay for a car, car insurance, like, yeah. utilities, groceries, like food expenses, like literally nothing. Like anything that I spend money on, it's just like fun money, like for traveling or like, like random food I want to eat out or stuff like that. So what's the, what's the, the bad part about it? <laughs> Okay, the bad part is that, like, I don't like having to, like, answer 
to someone because it's kind of like okay if I go out then when I come back it's kind of like oh who are you with like what were you doing and like like just questions like that and it's I mean like sometimes I just want to be able to like come and go and like not tell him like have to have a discussion about it so that's kind of a little bit annoying it's also just like not being alone like when you're alone like I feel like I don't know, like, I could play music really loudly or, like, do kind of, like, whatever I want to. But, like, if I'm at home, I can't really do that. And I also, like, can't go out late and, like, come back late mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But then, like, sometimes I, I'm, i like, oh, I have, like, I feel like I'm missing out on that sort of aspect. But then it's also kind of, like, I feel like I'm too busy to even do that kind of stuff anyway. So it's, like, if I'm put all this effort into moving out just for that reason. And then I don't actually have the time to really be doing that. I'm like, is it worth it? Like, I don't know. So that's why I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like stick it out for another like year or year and a half. And then like when I start applying to jobs in other places, like when I get a job in another state, then I'll move out and I'll like, I'll be, I'll do that then. You that's what that, I keep telling myself. You have that plan. Yeah. It's not like I plan to like stay here forever, but would you live in North Carolina forever though? No. I mean nothing wrong with North Carolina, but I'm just like like I've been here. But not like exclusively, was... but like would you move somewhere and then move back? Or are you like checked out on North Carolina? I'd be like cool with moving back, but like I think in my twenties I'd want to be in like a like a pretty big like a bigger city, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, and you do computer science, so there's, I mean, there's mm-hmm. innovation going on in the Research Triangle Park area, but it's not exactly the the epicenter of cutting edge computer science work. I, I don't think I don't, I'm not an expert, so I'm not sure. But right do, you have, right, do you have any dreams or any goals to have gone to Silicon Valley or to that part of the tech world, or not really? I mean, I understand that, but I don't know. I I kind of really want to go to New York. Like, I don't know what it is about New York, but I just like kind of like maybe it's all the people and it just feels like someone's like constantly doing something and like that sort of energy. But yeah, like I don't think I necessarily like I feel the need to like move to Silicon Valley or anything like that. Fair. So you brought it up as a topic for a reason. Is there something that is particularly contentious about it or stressful or um what about this scenario gives you reason to think i guess i feel like i'm like always going back and forth about it like for example like when i was um like over the holidays when i was like in california like visiting my cousins i was just like scrolling on like the raleigh like housing mm-hmm. like group thing on Facebook and this girl was like talking about how she needs like another roommate for like this apartment or whatever that she has in Raleigh and I was like I literally like messaged her and I was like ready to go in with that like I called her and we talked and I thought she was cool but then like <laughs> a few days later I I texted her and I was like hey I just wanted to let you know that I actually found another close that's a little bit I mean I found another place that's a little bit closer to like my office so I'm so I won't be able to move in with you. And I, there was no other place. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The place that I was talking about was my parents. <laughs> but I'm just like, like, I don't know, because then I started thinking about it more. And I was like, I don't want to pay for like a bed and like a bed frame. 
fair like, no fair <laughs> the <laughs> moving cost the initial moving costs are crazy from your you know from your first from not having to pay anything to the kitchen utensils and then also the cooking supplies and then oh shoot we're out of toilet paper or something that just magically gets stocked up at the family's house does not just happen like that at your own house um and then you realize oh wow it's a lot that you have to initially put in it's not just the rent or the utilities but it's like everything you i mean unless you want to sleep on the floor with nothing right so <laughs> like jethro <laughs> yeah that's true i do st- i i i uh what was it i think two years ago two years ago i was i like hit like a minimalist phase uh, I, and I wouldn't say it's just a phase. I, I have tried to adopt a more simple lifestyle just in general. One, because it saves a lot of money and that's just more stress relieving. And two, it saves a lot of money. So it's just doubly <laughs> just, yeah. I, I'm not doing it out of like, out of like aesthetic, but I, I'm doing it because I have to, you know what I mean? No. Um, but yeah. one of the the things was, and I was a huge, not was, I still am somebody who tries to like maximize or optimize my mental health. And so I will like look into so many different like fads and, and like actually research things to figure out like what's good for your mental health, blah, 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 stuff like that. And, um, and then the other thing that I really wanted to do in my life is to be as like nomadic as possible or to own things that make it really easy to move to a different location if I wanted to. So like, I had, I was at a point where I could fit everything in like one suitcase, one carry on and one backpack. And that was literally everything that I owned and nothing else. And then I could just like roll up because my, my, I have a Japanese floor mattress like on top of like this tatami mat. Um, and I can just like roll it up and like easily throw it into a car and then move to another location. And like, to me, (laughs) to me, it was the ultimate reason why I did that is not for minimalist sake or aesthetic sake, but because moving is a pain in the butt if you have too many things. And I just want to, I think I'm a, when Josh asked like, Oh, are you going to move out of North Carolina and then move back? Like, and in my head, I'm like, I have, I got no idea where I want to be ever. I just want to see a lot of places and then settle then. Um, but yeah, I do sleep on the floor with well i have a blanket and i have pillows and i have and and fitted sheets like it's not like i'm like sleeping on the the hardwood (laughs) floor but it's also only like three inches from the ground thick oh so it's like really just sleeping on firm which i like so isn't that like good for your back or something too yeah and and apparently resultingly good for your mental health because you're not Mm -hmm. waking up in pain you know there's just a lot of I'm pretty sure I did confirmation bias though. And I just read things that made it feel like I was doing the right thing. You could probably find like, t- like you could find the same research paper on like a Tempur-Pedic mattress and only pay attention to the really good things. And you could make the same point. So I, at this point, it's just a personal decision that I am okay with. So. Right. That's another thing. I'm like, do I want to put in all this effort into like moving out even when like I have a plan to like, eventually like leave the state in like two years i'm like is there is it worth it to put in all this effort right now well yeah uh no i'm not saying yeah it is worth it i'm saying (laughs) it's a great question i mean but what to you would make it worth it versus not 
I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like, am I missing out on this, like, sort of independence aspect? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, in general, it's kind of like, okay, you're 23 years old. Like, you should be living, like, on your own. I feel like pe- that's some general, like, conception. Like, a, like almost what the, it's like the social norm, right? The pressure. Yeah, Do you- a little bit. And then I'm like, well, I'm not doing stuff like cooking, for example, because, I mean, it's hard to, like, self-motivate and do that when my mom, like, already, like, does all the cooking and stuff. So it's like, why would I, like, try to learn? So I literally don't know how to make anything. Like, I barely know how to, like, use a toaster. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I've burnt microwavable mac and cheese because I forgot to put water. And I just microwaved the macaroni and the whole microwave was, like, burning afterwards. So I... (laughs) I hear you on, okay, I know how to use a microwave. It's just, I was zoning out and I just was like, okay. And then all of a sudden the whole house started smelling of smoke. So I think there's, I think there's a lot of people who are in a similar situation right now. I think maybe more than there used to be both because of the pandemic and also because of ridiculous housing costs right now. Um, and so I think, it, it it is a good thing to discuss as well because I know uh if my parents are listening to this, I, I love you both very much <laughs> and I appreciate all of the, the hospitality and having the option to be able to be back at home because I know that's something that a lot of people don't have. Um, whether it's for financial reasons or um other circumstances that prevent it from being a viable option. So it's definitely comforting to know that you know, no matter what happens, you can always go back home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am very appreciative to them for that. Uh, but yeah, for everyone who may listen to this, who is in a similar situation, you know, saying to themselves, is this worth it? Uh, do I, should I move out? You know, what am I missing out on or anything like that? I think it's important to determine if, so for one financial reasons, if someone is trying to determine you know, they're going to have a major expenditure in the near future. Um, could be a, it could be a viable reason then paying for graduate school or trying to buy a first house and trying to save up. If you can live for one year and save up enough money to put a down payment on a house, I don't know what kind of employment anyone who's listening has and what the compensation might be. If you're trying to pay off debt, I mean, if you have, if you have high interest debt that you're trying to pay off, it's rent, rent is a significant expense and, the costs associated with living, you realize that life happens. Um, and as you kind of do venture away from home, um, I think things transition eventually, but then when you get into the later twenties, I mean, we're all early to, I, I guess, pushing mid twenties now. Just you, um, just you, baby. Just, just you. me, I guess. Yeah. I'll be 20. I'll be 25 in November, which is, oh my gosh, which is, crazy. it's kind of wild. It's kind of wild to think. Yeah. Dang. Um, it's freaky, but, but <laughs> no, I mean, I think you just, you just learn that life expenses are life expenses. So that's like, like for me, it's been very important to keep track of how much do I spend each month? Um, you know, I don't necessarily have a specific budget right now. Like this is how much I have to spend. But to retroactively go back and say, okay, this is about how much I'm spending each month so I can get a sense of, you know, what what do I need in terms of income, at least for what my current expenditures are, and then say, 
you know, if I'm going to go somewhere that's more expensive or try to live in a city or have a mortgage payment or something like that, how does that factor into my expenses in terms of how much money I'm making and be more realistic about it? Um, because there's, there's always little things that end up happening. You know, you have to go get your car checked out because something happens and you have to get your tires rotated or, um, you know, things that you forget are expensive, like buying contact lenses end up medicine, <laughs> end up being yeah. Big, yeah, health, health costs that All are not necessarily just, um, you know, like insurance, but even, even, you know, physical therapy or something like that. If there's a, if you have an injury or something like that. Um, and I think getting some experience, you're right with the, you know, cooking and figuring out what kind of person are you, what kind of life do you lead when you're on your own and how do you structure your time? I I just had, have had an interesting experience as well because I think of COVID a little bit, having remote employment and because of COVID, I tend to not venture out into the world as much as I think I would if I was regularly going into a place of work and if I wasn't still so wary of COVID. Um. I think I think there's definitely a lot of opportunity to do kind of that independent living. Like, you know, you don't necessarily have to answer to anyone or explain where you're going. I think that kind of if you have a group of friends and you're trying to kind of like live your life as an independent person, uh, it's certainly something that is easier when you're in your own space, as well as even just having your own space, you know, kind of doing I mean, you have a cool school stuff on your, your pictures on your wall and stuff. So. <laughs> that's i mean but like being able to kind of personalize your space and feel like it's really yours i mean i know when i was at home i could have done probably more but even sometimes lack motivation to really do a bunch of different stuff to my room because i'm like i'm gonna be somewhere else uh which is also not necessarily true because you know i might live in a different place for a year and it's like i still in that year it's worth it to have it be a space that i can be productive and feel like happy and relaxed to come back and, and spend time there. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it depends if, if there's a specific time frame, you know, timeline, you have this thing you're doing, you have another degree that you're getting, you have a, you have a job already that's in that location and you know that potentially moving to New York is something you want to do. You could try to find a different place, but also, New York is really expensive. So, <laughs> so I mean, I, I'm not, a, I'm not trying to turn the podcast into financial tips podcast, but <laughs> dude, I, I, I'm, I'm close. I'm close, man. <laughs> I mean, no, but it's, I mean, if you can, if you can even save up a emergency fund of a couple of months of expenses while you're living at home, so that when you go somewhere else, you know, you that if something have, happens, you have that you, buffer. You, yeah. You have a buffer. Um, so that you didn't have to do something like, you know, break your lease or something because you got fired and now you, you can't, like, you don't, you need to find employment, um, to just kind of give yourself a runway and have a little bit of comfort in knowing, you know, something happens or if I have a big expense or something happens to my car or if I break some, break a bone or something. I don't just have to kind of uproot my entire life and, and just leave. Cause I'm not gonna be able to afford it by groceries or pay for rent. Right. Right. And also rent prices here are really high right now. Like in 
like in Raleigh and Carrion. I mean, like for a studio apartment, it's like thirteen hundred, like thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred, which is like crazy. Yeah, I, I I read somewhere, and then somebody else told me that like in order for our generation to buy a house, some of it, like a lot of us are just low key waiting for the housing market bubble to crash again because it's impossible for anyone to even buy a house. Um, and that's like a, that says something about the current state of our economy. Not going to side either way in that statement, but it says something about our economy. If an entire generation is waiting for, for something to crash so that they can buy it. Um, but uh, I guess just to piggyback off of what Josh was saying, if I can, I got to recall the things that I wanted to say. Uh, our our generation, like our three, four, five years gap from like, if you're like 20 to 25 right now, I guess, live in a very interesting time because of COVID uh, where job opportunities are arising in ways that never really happened before, aka remote work. Um, and that changes a lot of decisions for a lot of people because if you can work anywhere, um, do you then actually have to live at the physical location of the office? And some people really like the office sort of dynamic and some people really like the not office dynamic, whether it be productivity or whether it be mental health, whatever it is, um, which then presents itself a different problem, right? Because it's like, how do you meet new people? I, when you go to college, you're, you are just, you're meeting college people. When you go to med school, you're meeting medical people. When you go to, you know, whenever you, this is when you finally enter into the professional career, it start you realize like the concept of making friends is a lot different than making friends in like literal friend incubators called schools. Right. Um, for some people. And I think that is just the new, one of the new problems that comes up one with COVID when we couldn't see each other, but two also with remote work, it's, when you're not working, then do you make the effort to engage in different groups of interest, right? Like if you like climbing, if you like working out, if you like running, do you, can you find that group somewhere in your local community? Um, because as refreshing as the internet is and technology is with the ability to communicate with each other, nothing beats really that one-on-one -on -one interaction or that in-person interaction with a group of people doing something. Um, I think that is just very human of us to want to be with humans in real life. Um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, for some people they need that office push uh, to be like, here's a lot of new people that you're going to be friends with, go out to lunch with them, dinner with them, form those relationships. Some people are much more content, like working on their own at their own pace on their own schedule. And then with their own time, like interacting with old friends and new friends in new locations. Um, so that was one of the things I wanted to say in response to Josh. But I think the other thing too is, you know, that whole question of if it's worth it. And I love the way that Josh worded it. It's like, don't think about your life in terms of your income, what you're making, but think of your life in terms of your expenses. And are you making enough to cover those expenses? Right. And so right now you're not paying anything in rent, utilities, food, uh, anything like that. Right. And so, how much would you be spending on those things if you were to move out, you know, put that on a piece of paper, write down the numbers and say, am I making enough to do that? If not, 
then I probably shouldn't uproot my life and go to New York or uproot my life and go anywhere <laughs> unless I know that I can provide for that. Um, and I, and with that same logic, um, do you have enough to counteract any emergencies? Cause if you lose a job, you lose your entire sense of living. So do you have enough to be okay while you find a new job or are you just safer off right now being at home, not having any of those expenses and just like accumulating savings? Again, that's a question only you can answer, but I, I think that's how I reasoned with it when I made the decision to find Cause I could have stayed at home and I could have saved all of that money. Um, but in my head, it was more worth it to me because I valued that independence. I valued that freedom. I wanted that experience outside of the place that I spent the first like 18 years of my life. Um, like Josh, I am grateful to have that home. And I am grateful to always have a place to fall back to if, if the rest of the world uh, is not that for me. Um, but I think there is something to be said about, yeah, I think at a certain point in your life, you have that craving to live your own life and seek it out. And I think that is a totally valid reason. But I also want to say, if you think it's, it, if, if it's social pressure or you need to do it, like, especially in our time when COVID hit, like props to the people who are living with their parents and like saving that money, like go you. And I think, I think people should be okay with being wherever they're at. Cause it's a, you know, in the business sense, it's a very business business savvy thing to do to have zero expenses um, and to be able to save money, but also enjoy time with family. Um, I think whatever decision you choose to make, I think you should just own it and be like, this is the one that's best for me. And it doesn't matter what other people think. Yeah, <clears throat> good advice. Good advice. I have a, I have two. I guess like, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I guess, like, I just want, like, what is you guys' like most favorite part about living alone, and like, what is your least favorite mm -hmm. part? I think I would say my favorite part has been just le learning a little bit about. I, I have never, I think, so intensely felt that what I do with my time with my life is on me. I mean, I think you can exist in systems where there's always sort of a force that is impacting how you decide to spend your time. But as I've grown older, um, I certainly have felt more and more like the responsibility with how I, my life is spent is lies with me. Um, and I think I felt that even more intensely moving out and having to make decisions about things like, what am I going to eat? What am I going to cook for myself? You know, I've had way too many nights where it gets so late and then I'm like, okay, well, I still haven't eaten dinner and I need to, you know, I can't just go to the dining hall or, um, also I end up trying to be a little bit more frugal. So then I'll end up trying to cook something, but it's already nine o'clock at night, which is not the ideal. Um, but, you know, recognizing and kind of gaining an appreciation for all of the, the little things. I also think I, I would like to think parents, if you're listening to this, feel free to weigh in with a, with a message to me. I feel like I've gained a little bit of a greater appreciation for being helpful around the house 
living not in the house uh, because having to do things like cook meals and dishes and, you know, laundry and everything that, that I may have helped some with at home, but now it's the responsibility is more completely on me. You do recognize that that's time. So for, especially growing up, you know, when, when my parents did that always, um, you know, that's, that's a lot of, a lot of love and a lot of labor that goes into trying to provide. And, um, I think gaining that experience providing for yourself, I, I think is kind of important in terms of potentially, you know, you know, at least for providing for yourself period. And then also, you know, if one day I hope to be providing for a family of my own or in relationship with a partner, being able to kind of function as an independent person and, and contribute in that way. Um, you know, without this experience, I, I think it would it would be more difficult of a learning curve to try to get into that. Um, I don't know. If, I think that was a good, that, that was a positive. I mean, it's like a lot of learning. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I mean, in, this is, like what Jethro said about the expenses thing, you know, think about how much you spend or something like that. I tried to do that when I was at home and it's very, very difficult to accurately estimate without having your own the expenses. without you actually spending the money. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. when I, the first few months that I lived on my own, everything that I set for myself was completely wrong. And I had to like re and I went, okay, I put too much. I didn't allocate enough money here and I allocated way too much money here. So then month two, I had to refine and month three, I had to refine. And then month four, let's say like uh, a new emergency expense comes in or an additional expense comes in. It's like, okay, like renter's insurance, car insurance. Okay. Uh, how do I make that work with everything else? Um, so uh, I think I, I, I'm like Josh where it's like, there's not really a least favorite part because it's just a lot of growing and learning. And I'm somebody who likes the challenge of not knowing what's going to happen and then figuring it all out and being like, okay, yeah, I got to figure out how to be financially literate. I got to know how to plan my time better. I that stuff excites me. Cause it's, cause I'm a little bit of a control freak in the sense that like, I like what I can control. I want to control. Um, and so I, like Josh said, when I was at home, like the expenses were not my own they were, they were my parents. And so like, I couldn't properly gauge it for me. So it stressed me out because I didn't know actually how much money I was going to be using. Um, and now that I'm in the swing of things, it's just, it's nice to know that this month I'm set next month, I'm set, et cetera, et cetera, because I have planned that in advance. Um, and so to me, I really like it a lot, like this transitioning out into independent life, because I like knowing where everything is going. And I like being in control of all of that. Um, and maybe I can learn something with letting go and not having control over things, you know, you know, just that sort of learning for me. Um, but my favorite part without a doubt is, is the freedom and the independence. When I realize how much life could be lived, can be lived. Um, it, 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 was it's exciting it still is exciting to know that i remember when i was like 13 14 i was like oh my gosh how could i ever be an adult like that sound that stuff sounds so hard like i have no idea i remember when i was 10 and like i was being driven by like a 18 year old it was like a carpool to the and it was the sibling it wasn't some weird thing but 
uh, he, he, it was like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I can't, I'm never going to be able to drive. And then I ended up, you know, driving and it, and, and then when adult life came, uh, I think I was just less scared and more excited for it. Um, but if I had to do a least favorite part, the transition is not, I don't want to sugarcoat the transition at all. Um, to go from, cause even with just the chores, right? So like laundry, dishes, uh, restock, grocery shopping, that stuff adds up. Like that's a lot of hours during the week that you have to spend doing this that I didn't have to worry about before. And when I went to college, when the the janitors would always just refill the, the toilet paper, the dining halls would always be filled with food. That was time I did not have to spend meal planning, budgeting, cooking, any of that stuff. Um, it's not that I'm stressed out about less time. It's, it was tough to transition from that because the time is now your own, you are in charge of making sure that that time is used appropriately or else you're going to never eat a single meal or you're only going to like <laughs> buy like fast food and that's it. Um, so it's, it's yeah, Josh. I will say, I will say though, one thing that I have started to get an appreciation for, it's not necessarily my lived experience, but I think is a valid lived experience and should not be, um, you know, kind of frowned upon or scoffed at is a lot of people in higher earning, uh, positions do save a lot of time by mostly either buying meals from restaurants, you know, getting food delivered to their house or, um, using some service that delivers groceries or delivers pre-made meals. Um, and those services now often can provide actual nutritious meals, you know, on a week long basis. I think it, it continues to improve and get better and better. Um, and you know, that's, that's a way that you can kind of not have to worry as much about all of the time that goes into things. Uh, I think for me personally, that's somewhere both because, one for dietary reasons, I try, I try to be pretty, you know, with, with, with health related stuff for me, I try to be kind of more specific and eat specific things. And with money, I try to be, um, you know, generally on the more frugal side. So I don't eat, I don't eat out very much because buying groceries, you know, if I spend what's the equivalent of $4 per meal, if I eat four meals a day right now, um, versus if I go out and then spend $30 on one meal and I'm like, okay, well that's like two days worth of worth of eating. Um, I, but then at the same time, you know, you don't want to never have those experiences if, if they're enjoyable to you. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's something to consider. Like it's not, it's not bad if you do eat out more or get food delivered, especially if you're in a, in a position that's salaried and has kind of that can, that can afford it to you. If you're working extra long days, you know, if you're working right. 10 hour days or something, you know, 60 hour weeks or something, that's, that's a little crazier. Um, that's also a viable way to live for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think you just have to, again, you have to like run, is it worth your time? And, and, and I, I'm not somebody who is like a, a someone who is interested in profit maximization, but I do understand the importance of financial stability. And for some people working that extra hour that they spent cooking is more worth it than spending that hour cooking. So they, so, you know, if they're like, okay, the, 
the cost to order in a meal is $30. Uh, but I make $40 in that hour. Well, I'd rather make that extra 10 bucks than to lose that 10 bucks by cooking. And obviously you have to calculate if it is cheaper in the long run. It, and that's why, yeah, I, I appreciate Josh saying something like that, where it's like, you know, for some people it is the more, the better lifestyle for them because to add an extra hour to cook is a lot more stressful or to add something on. Uh, I, I know something that is stressful for me is like taxes uh, and like having to like constantly keep track of like receipts and all of that. But there are a lot of people who make enough money where they just pass it on to somebody else and that stress is gone. And I would never, I would never look at them and be like, Oh yeah, wow. You're wasting so much money. Cause they don't have the stress that I have anymore. And they might have a different stress, right? I, not saying that the life is objectively better, but there is something to be said about just like not having that stress in your life and just giving it to somebody else who is then getting paid and compensated for that work. Whereas you could have been doing it for free for yourself. Right. And so is it worth your time? Is it worth your, your money? And that's just an annoying way to think in my opinion, because it's exhausting to think in terms of numbers, but also necessary especially when you are trying to be frugal and, and live simply. Right. So no easy answers. Just you just do what is best for you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool way to put it. That's a really cool way to put it. Imagine if you couldn't get a doctor or a lawyer and you had to do that all yourself. Like you had to be your own doctor and you had to be your own lawyer. Like that's stressful. Give it to someone who spent years and years and years and years on it. Um, but yeah and that's like I feel like one of the like bigger reasons for why I'm like still living at home because like I'm like obviously like, thankful to my parents for like taking care of like all the stuff like cooking and like like doing the dishes and like all that sort of overhead and I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons why I'm not getting burned out with like doing work in school because if like I had to do work and school and like worry about all this other stuff like taking care of like meals and just living alone like I feel like I would definitely be like very burned out so yeah life's hard but then it's like life's hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like being here it's like well I get like input or like feedback on literally everything and sometimes it's like i don't need that feedback <laughs> like on certain things but it's just kind of like a, i understand it's like, a really sweet way to put it's a really sweet way to put that <laughs> I, I like that because <laughs> they might be watching i don't know <laughs> by the time this one comes I'm out my by the time this one comes out <laughs> you'll be worldwide <laughs> Oh, but like I, like I understand that they can't help it either because they're like my parents and they obviously like want to give feedback on like what I'm doing. So I don't know. <clears throat> With that being said, we're at a clean break point for <laughs> like and yeah. for this episode. I'll say, and I I want to break it here just so like I I'm gonna mark a clip just so I know. I well I would just say the last thing in terms of in terms of living at home is. If you really think about all the time that you spent with your family or your parents under the assumption that you have a loving relationship and do value spending time with your family and your parents, once you get to our age 
in your 20s, you have likely spent the vast majority of the time you will spend for your entire life with your parents already with them. So for me, like when I'm thinking about where I'm going to go to med school, another reason why going in state and being in North Carolina is is something that I'm, I am interested in is if I can make a decision that means I get to spend a little bit more time with my parents in these years when we might be able to get to see each other for meals and on the weekends and things like that. Um, I think that that's something that moving away has showed me it is worth it for me. I'm glad for this experience to have been living on my own. And I think, um, you know, if I go to medical school in Durham or in Chapel Hill, I think I'll probably not live at home. Um, but just realizing, especially when you're, once you're independent, kind of on your own, that it's on you to reach out to and spend time with the people that you care about because, um, you know, there's only so much time that you will get to spend with people. And when there's an age difference of you and your parents, then, you and know, when you move time. out and be somewhere else, you'll make a new group of friends and have a group of peers or potentially a, a partner or relationship that you'll spend kind of the rest of your life with, but with your family and your parents, um, you know, it's important to make that time while you have it. Yeah. I, that's probably the only piece of advice that I'm also like really comfortable giving is like make the decisions that allow you to spend the, the most time with the people you love. Um, and I think those will end up being the best decisions of your life. Um, so. Oh, you hear that? I agree with that you too. hear that music at the end there? Jeez. Piano outro. <laughs> Piano outro. Bring it on. Let's go. Anyways, thank you so much for joining us for yet another episode. Everybody. And, uh, wow. Great. Who's playing the piano? Who's playing the piano? Love everyone. <laughs> Is it just in my... Wait, do you hear piano? Yeah, I think yeah. it's from your... It's from your... I think it's from... Yeah, my parents just turned up the TV really loud. So. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was Jethro. Oh, just me right now. No. I'm like, no, playing. I thought because you have a piano downstairs. <laughs> oh, I also have a piano right there. So I could have just been playing it live. No, that's. I might, I might actually have to call it for today because I do need to go write more essays for my med school thing. Ooh, he's uh, getting for, it together. For Dame, Dang. I wish. Not really. It's, Wait, it's all Notre Dame. Days. Yeah, we have to submit essays um, oh for. Thank you all for listening each week. It would mean a lot to us if you left a rating and review, as well as recommend the podcast to people you know. Your feedback helps us improve, allowing more people to find this podcast and muse along with us. If our conversation gave something to you, maybe it will give something to someone else. It sure gives something to us. See you all next time.